Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Forever. Welcome to another episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. We're so excited to be back after a brief hiatus during which I was on literal hiatus from work and was out of town and stuff like that. So I missed everyone. I got all of your tweets about Grey's. I got all of your stuff. Um, And those will all be addressed in future episodes. You know, as I said in my tweet that I'm sure we all remember, uh, you know, the podcast may rest, but love for Grey's never does. So I appreciate everyone keeping me in the loop about stuff relating to Grey's Anatomy. And I'm super happy that we are back. Uh, this episode is a blast. It is about Calzona, which honestly, it's going to have to be the first of many episodes about Calzona just because there's so much there really just only scratches the surface. I also should say, I guess I don't imagine that anyone does know this, but Calzona Cali in Arizona. We get it. Uh, our guest is Angela Palladino, who's an amazing uh, comedian who also told me before we started recording, but I think didn't t- say on the podcast that she like learned to edit videos by making like YouTube fan videos about Calzona and like One Tree Hill characters on YouTube, which frankly, I, you must you must stand that. You have to. Uh, as always, if you haven't yet left a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts for this podcast, I would super appreciate it. And double as always, I'm on Twitter at Silverberg. If you have any thoughts about Grays whatsoever or about the podcast or really anything else. So that's it. Let's just get into the podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. Today, we have an amazing comedian in New York. She also is a Grey's fan who, I mean, she'll get into this, but she said to me she left when Christina left, which is the most respectful time to leave. So, but she's here. She's, we're going to talk about Calzona, but it's Al, it's Angela Palladino. Hello. Hi. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just feel so comfortable being in a room with another full Grays fan. Oh, my Always God. feels amazing. It is. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> okay. So the first question I always ask uh-huh. is, what is your Grays journey? Um, well, I no, not going to front. I fully remember watching the premiere when it premiered 
when I was a junior in high school, I had no life and I would just watch television every single night. And I remember watching like the very first episode because I love the band Rilo Kylie. Oh, yeah. And the end of the very first episode, there's a Rilo Kylie song, which like they were not on um, TV shows at that point. Yeah. And I remember being like, this is a show for me. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so you you just like happened to tune in just being like what's this and yeah. then you were like hooked I remember like seeing the ads and stuff and I, I saw the first episode and I was hooked and then you know this was before not really before streaming but before it was big yeah. so like I would miss stuff I'd miss like a couple episodes because you could only really watch it live but I watched it pretty regularly until um, about my junior year of college so that would have been like so for the first five seasons like pretty regularly and then uh, I kind of stopped. But then when I quit my uh, full-time job in 2013 to like <laughs> do comedy and stuff, I, instead of being productive and like writing and things, the first thing I did was just like sit down for three weeks and rewatch all of Grey's Anatomy. That's the right thing to do during yeah. a life transition. It, it, it felt right. It's instructive. I did that and I took like a road trip to Florida. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. And so then when you did that rewatch then, were you seeing some episodes that you had missed the first time around? Yeah. Like here and there, I'd catch one that I had missed the first time around. That's the best feeling. Yeah. It feels like finding $20 in your pocket yeah. that you didn't know was there. You're like, wait, there's an episode of one of my favorite shows yeah. that I haven't seen. And like I was watching CSI. I've seen all of CSI, but there's one episode that... I guess is like a crossover between that and something else. Mm -hmm. And I ended up like, I think it's NCIS and CSI crossover yeah, at one point. Cause yeah. I used to be a big NCIS fan. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up like buying the episode on iTunes once I realized it. And I was like, it's my friends. They're in a different city, but <laughs> they're still there. And I'm seeing what they're up to. Yeah. And it felt really, it felt amazing to like discover this lo long lost yeah, absolutely. Episode. And my roommates in college, like one of my roommates had all of the current seasons to that point on mm -hmm. DVD. Yeah. So like they would, she would just like, we would always be watching them in the living room and we'd watch it like every week. And it, yeah, it was like a, an event television. Do you have a favorite like period of Grey's, like a favorite era um, in those first 10 seasons? Um, I think I have two that like I, I love. And I think it's because like, the, the original like first two seasons I really just love because I like when they're like barely doctors yes. and it's more like they're just like kind of college students hanging out in a house yes. and getting drunk like that's fun I love that too and then I really like like I reminded myself how much I love it when I was like thinking about this episode like seasons like like six seven and eight me too are so good they were completely <laughs> under Un they were they were underrepresented in my like rewatching schedule until uh -huh. pretty recently. And then I rewatched them and I was like, oh my gosh, the part where like they're taking their boards and they yeah. think that they're gonna, you know, they don't know if they're gonna move and all that stuff and the merger. Like there's some really good stuff in there. Yeah, the merger. Oh yeah. It's great. And it's just like quality, quality stuff. All the the characters just they're it's so funny to like go back now and watch and it's like these people have been playing these people for 15 I know years <laughs> um so who are your favorite characters and least favorite characters um well my favorite I mean all-time favorite obviously Christina Yang how, I mean I don't know how you could have a different favorite character truly yeah. <laughs> uh and I've always loved Callie in Arizona I like Karev but there I go through times when I don't like him yeah 
Um, I kind of also always liked Kepner, even though I know that's like controversial. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> you know, it's only controversial in my personal circle. I think <sighs> I think across the nation, mm-hmm. there are April Kepner fans who are devastated that she's not on the show. Yeah. Anymore. Like I simp like I just sympathized with her. Even when she was like annoying, I was like, yeah, but she like wants to be liked so bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. The early <laughs> Kepner before they really like invested in her mm-hmm. Christianity and like virginity and stuff. She just was like someone who carried a journal around and wrote affirmations to herself. <laughs> and one of the craziest parts about it that's like such a weird character building thing is like, I think one of the affirmations she writes to herself is like, no one can tell your nose, like you got your nose done or like something like yes, that. And you're like, I remember that's that. so not, that is not canon in April Kepner. It doesn't like, make any sense. Like, yeah. Like who ca- April Kepner turned out to be like, did not, there's like Get nothing inherent. Done. Yeah. There's nothing like, inherently like obvious about your personality by getting no. a nose job. But like April Kepner, farmer, Christian right. virgin April Kepner did not she get probably her nose like done. broke her nose and had to have like a little like Oh yeah. Well they were in there. It was broken. She broke her nose on a pig. And <laughs> <Yeah>. She <laughs> fell onto a pig. She fell onto she a pig and broke in her nose. A trough and fell onto she a does pig. break her nose when her friend dies. Oh yeah. So maybe you know maybe she didn't even notice her we're now really going deep, but yeah. maybe she didn't <laughs> notice like that her nose was broken because yeah. she'd already broken her nose on a pig mm-hmm. a decade earlier. Yeah. And you know, the first time really shocks you, but the second time it's like dislocating your shoulder. Yeah. It's like, oh, this again. I know. Um, and then characters I don't like, I've never really liked Derek. Yeah. I really admire people who, I just don't who ha- have known that Derek was bad the whole time because I was kind of glad when he died to be honest. That's, I, I like mean. really respect that. <laughs> it It is hard to rewatch it mm. and always root for their relationship. Like when I, I think that there are times where you're like, God, Meredith's really dropping the ball. Like yeah. he's there and he wants to be there with her and she just can't like commit. And what's her problem? Yeah. And I, I have a, a much harder time kind of getting into that mindset when I rewatch now. Yeah. I think for me, like when I think about like, I never liked him, but I kind of feel like I always wanted Meredith to be happy. Yes. So if she's him being, yeah, she's our friend. We've known her for 15 years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> man, I first met her when I was in high school. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but like, so even though he's like a shit person, if he makes her happy, I'm kind of like, well, I guess I want them to be together. Right. Or like, I don't want him to die because that will make her so sad. Yeah. Right. You know, totally. Yeah. And did you, are you a fan of uh, Izzy and or George? I was a fan of George. OK. Um, and I I remember just really liking him because he seemed like kind of adorable and like yeah. lovable. And I think at first I was a fan of Izzy. And then I like she just seemed like someone who would have been mean to me in school. So I just I felt like we wouldn't have been friends, but I would have wanted to be her friend. Yeah. You know, like she's too cool. And then she is kind of crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She she changes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I've never actually really thought about whether or not Izzy would like me. I've only thought about whether or not I would like her. Right. I don't think she I don't know. She's so loyal. Yeah. Maybe it's like you. I feel like she's the type of person where like you do one thing one time and she then defends you in conversations for the rest of her life. I also think that like all the other characters, I can like just think of them as their character. But with Izzy, 
yeah. I have a hard time not being like, that's Katherine Heigl. Totally. You know, yeah. and that's not my fault. No, no, <laughs> no jury could convict you. No. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when you stopped watching, mm-hmm. did you know the end was near or just once Christina left, you just realized that you were no longer invested? I was like, struggling to hang on to my investment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my 401k of grades was just <laughs> slipping. And uh, because certain things along every once in a while, they they would do something that we'll get into later, like the musical episode. Yeah. That would just piss me off because I was like, this is a serious show. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they singing? Uh, and I would be so mad. And then, so every once in a while, there would be something like that where I'd just be like, this show, oh my God. But also, I was a person who's seen every episode of like One Tree Hill for like five or six times. And there's insane shit that happens in that show. Oh my gosh, you must be so... So there are some... After you stopped watching, there's some real important appearances by certain One Tree Hill actors that you... Well, I know about Hillary Burton because I was still there for that. Yes. Okay, there's um, more. I will uh, go back and just watch those episodes. Who's the singer? In in one oh, trailer, um, Bethany, Bethany Joy, Joy Lens. She did she you comes meet Joe? Uh like Joe the intern. Who marries Karev. Who eventually marries Karev. Yeah. Okay. But her abuse, not married her yet. abusive ex husband. Uh-huh. Who is played by Matthew Morrison, by the way. Oh, what? <laughs> he has a two there's a two episode arc where he like tracks her down. Oh. Which is very scary. But his current wife or girlfriend, I can't remember which, is Bethany Joy Lens. Oh, okay. And she is incredible I love her she has a new show out right now and I'm so excited I I watched I watched a lot of Gilmore Girls me too and (laughs) I felt like my friend group of six friends was split into who watched Gilmore Girls and who watched One Tree Hill Uh um which I feel like it should have been the OC in One Tree Hill because I felt like that was like the larger cultural conversation but we weren't there it was like Gilmore Girls and One Tree Hill and my two best friends who also watched Gilmore Girls, but I think were a little less obsessive about it. Mm-hmm. They were total One Tree Hill obsessives. Yeah. And so when I would go over and hang out, I, I've seen a lot of One Tree Hill, but not like, oh, I haven't done it the right way. I, I, the two like DVD sets I had through all of high school and college was all the Gilmore Girls seasons and all the One Tree Hills. Yeah. And I would, they would just play on loop, on loop, on loop. But I fucking loved Peyton. Me too. I, like, I, I wanted to be Peyton. I wanted. I just was like, God, she's so cool and moody, uh-huh. and she has sex, and God, she rocks. And like, I think that my best friends were a lot more like, "What's wrong with Sophia Bush?" Yeah. Like, Sophia Bush is also pretty and cool yeah. and has sex, but she's not Into a moody music. little freak. Yeah. And I was like, No, but I'm a moody little freak. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we will we extremely like get to pack. Hillary Burton, but. <laughs> I loved her on yeah. Grey's as uh, I did too. As the woman who airs. I wish that she had just. I wish she'd come back. I wish yeah. she would be like more of a character. Like yeah, I wanted her to have like a little bit more of a story. I know. Not I was just sad when she went a relationship away. that I liked so much. I know she's so pretty. Yeah, and she's married to Jenny. She, yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, which like what a power couple. I know. Uh, truly like <laughs> the hurricanes of Grey's Anatomy just like coming in. Honestly, yeah. utter destruction. Leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a number of people, but like if you're going to talk about like trajectory show changing people that come in and just like destroy everything and aren't a bigger character, Denny and that Hillary Burton character. I mean, they can't, they are not beat by Scott Foley and his wife, but no. certainly they're at least challenged. Yes. Scott Foley and his wife 
put up a good fight. I feel like Scott Foley uh, was around for more episodes than either of them were, though, right? Wasn't he around for like a I while? I think that Henry probably was on par with Denny. Like, okay. Denny ended up not counting the ghost stuff. Okay, that's the thing. Yeah, I think that probably Henry was there for as many episodes and is hotter to me personally. Yeah. I feel like Denny alive was only on like three episodes or four no. episodes. Yeah. Your memory plays tricks on you. He's like on the whole season. It's oh, crazy. Okay. There are a couple parts in season two where there will be like four episodes where you don't see him. Uh-huh. But yeah, he's almost in like, he's in so many episodes. Oh, okay. Because when I watched, when I watched Grey's the first time around mm-hmm. and Izzy was in love with Denny, I was like, this makes no sense. They don't even know each yeah. other. But then when I rewatched it, I was like, Oh. he's actually around a lot and there are actually a lot of scenes with them together mm-hmm. and somehow that did not like land on me when I watched it the first time I think too like maybe everyone was just focusing on like McDreamy yeah. and like that stuff so no one was focusing on like Izzy and her like sick guy like love storyline under the radar <laughs> yeah I I don't miss Izzy but I do I would it would be cool to see where she's at now yeah um, yeah they should just do a, uh, a whole episode of just like flashed sideways to like what other people are doing who have like went I away. Know. I w- I wonder if Catherine Heigl has burned such a bridge with Grey's Anatomy. I don't think they'll ever get for, her back. Yeah, the, for like a finale or something, they wouldn't well, be able to get her back. One episode I have seen recently because my roommate now was watching it last year was I think the 200th one where they just had a bunch of lookalikes come in and like. That was 300. Uh, it was 300. pretty. I, I, I was, was not like, a big fan. <laughs> yeah. Not, did not love that. Yeah. And uh, I recently did like a fan question episode uh-huh. and someone was like, can you talk about the the landmark episodes? Like 100, 200, 300. Uh-huh. I was like, I've never thought about that. I knew the three, 300th episode was a big deal because it had a ton of press and it was just last year and stuff. Right. But yeah, I was like, Jesus, I forgot that I really did not. And also they don't all look alike. They're no. not, they're not well cast. No. I, I mean, I think they did their best, it, but yeah. like, yeah, it's not great. I remember my roommate was watching it and I was like, oh, you're watching Grey's and she was explaining to me what's happening. I sat down for like 15 minutes and I was like, this is unsettling. Yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely don't blame you. Okay. So today we're talking about mm-hmm. Calzona. What was, what was your inspiration behind wanting that to be the subject of your episode. I think they're my favorite couple on the show. Yeah. I truly, truly, like, I never liked anybody that Meredith was with, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, Christina, I think, is better than anyone she's ever been with on the show. 100%. Uh, And Callie in Arizona, like, because I always liked Callie, like, from the moment we met her. And then I just felt bad Even when she was a rocker chick. Especially when she was a rocker chick. Hell yeah. <laughs> we just talked about Peyton. I mean, like, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> and like, I felt so bad for her, like with the George thing and like yeah. all that. And then I went back to remind myself about like how they met on the show. Cause I was like, I remember like loving their relationship. And I was like, I forget how actually they met. And like the moment that they meet, it's just like, boom, like this instant relationship. And I yeah. Was like, yeah. It's crazy. I I think that Jessica Capshaw has oh, like one great. of my favorite like introductions as a character. Mm-hmm. Like I I guess from 
a certain perspective. I actually weirdly think that Owen's like stapling his own wounds thing is like that also like works in a way yeah. where it's like he makes an impression. We know what his deal is. Yeah. We learn a lot about Christina by knowing that that's hot to her, like whatever. But just the way that Arizona comes onto the scene, like with the rolly shoes and the way oh that God. she like talks about like her patients and how she is mm -hmm. at the bar with Callie. Like, yeah, it's just like she's I don't know. She was an instant fave for me. From yeah. the instant I met her, I was like, I am so on board. Same. And like. I love that character. Like mm -hmm. Arizona's like, cause she's like a badass, but also like the sweetest yeah. person. And like, I love how she just, she cares, but also she like gives no fucks, which yeah. I think is a nice mix. Cause it's hard to do both. I know. I think she has such great priorities, both mm -hmm. as a doctor and as a friend. Mm -hmm. And I love like when she, like, I love her like girlfriends and stuff. Like yeah. I love her like friendship with like Teddy. Yeah. Uh, and stuff. Yeah. I, I, was so I was rewatching because we we have clips today that really span uh -huh. their whole relationship, and I forgot how much at the end I was not into Callie. Yeah, like that, like in the like we'll Weird. get into it, but like in the custody battle and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like there's some stuff that the things that I love about Callie kind of eventually yeah went away, but something about Arizona is like she just I. She never kind of doled for no. me in any significant way. Like, I think for me, I was thinking about that, too, because I had the same feeling. And like, for me, it was all from the um, buying of the hospital thing. Yeah. From like the way that she handled Callie handled that. And mm -hmm. then everything after that, I was like, this feels weird. Like, it's not your place to kind of be like so about right. this. And I mean, I know that sometimes people like shit on Arizona when she got like all depressed and dark. And yeah. but I loved that. I was like, she's reacting like a normal person would. A normal person would like disassociate and yes. be like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that like Callie losing Mark and like going through being on the other end of the stuff with Arizona, yeah. like there's there's a lot of that that I really understand mm -hmm. that like she like when Arizona cheats on Callie. Yeah. Like and we'll watch that scene. But you're like, oh, my God, like poor Callie. Like yeah. Callie has not. And she's like stuck through all yes. the bad stuff. And she didn't deserve that for no. sure. And like it has not. It is not easy to be the person who just like is also going through it, but they can't make it about them. Yeah. And she does kind of make it about herself. But it's like it is your life. Like yeah. it is still your life. Yeah. yeah but I. There, there were some scenes that I was rewatching like yesterday and today with Callie where I was like, man, that that bums me out. Yeah. How she like handled like this or that. It It is nice, though, because it's like it's real. Like yeah. when a relationship ends most of the time, it's never because one person was perfect and one person was like terrible. Yeah. It's like both people were like hurting each other in these little ways and then it eventually like balls up and becomes too much to handle. Yeah. Know? Well, one of the things that I, I love about Arizona and Callie's relationship is like, it's not, it's not just one central conflict. Mm -hmm. Like in any long-term relationship in my experience, like <laughs> there's, there's just like one fight you have over and over again. And like, yeah. there's like just you, there's no such thing as like, absolute perfect compatibility. Right. And so certain issues like variations of one problem research over time. Yeah. 
But sometimes I think that in TV, that's like taken to the extreme where mm-hmm. it's like all of Owen and Christina's fights like kind of come back to like the kids issue or mm-hmm. the like, which comes back to the like, you're not the type of woman that I thought you like that I thought I would end up with or, or whatever it might be in her right. being like, you're suffocating me and getting in my way. And like, obviously that's a huge umbrella issue. There's a lot of stuff that falls underneath it. But mm-hmm. what I love about Arizona and Cali is like, everything that they come up against feels really organic and genuine. Like not knowing like the kids issue, like 100%. The conflict about, um, about when Arizona gets the, uh, the grant to go to Africa. Like there are bombshells that land in your life. They're not usually like I'm moving to Africa or like I got in a plane crash, but the way that their relationships fall out from that always feel way more realistic than some of the other relationships. And like they overcome like a lot of those hurdles in like a realistic way, like the kids thing. It's like a problem for a long time. And then like they compromise and they figure it out and it gets figured out because Arizona like leaves and like all that stuff, you know? Right. And like, when she comes back, she's not just like welcomingly accepted. It's like takes yes. time. Like I was like, this just feels like a more natural, like ebb and flow of like what a relationship would be. Yeah. I was looking at the kids thing today and it was like, that's a conflict for half a season. Like yeah. for half a season, they're getting in fights being like, sorry, like Callie's like, I'm sorry, I can't do small talk because all I can think about is how I want a kid. Yeah. And like that. Yeah. That's how that's how it goes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we're going to get, we have actually a bunch of clips just because there's just so much. (laughs) We're also going to talk about various moments without clips, stuff like that. So we're just going to step down for a quick break for an ad. And then we're going to hop back in with a bunch of clips of Calzona. Welcome back. Wow. That was a great ad. Whatever it was, I am sure I did a perfect job reading it (laughs) and that you are actually literally enchanted by mm. my by my sales skills <laughs> um okay we're back it's me and angela we we're talking about calzona and we have so many clips mm. and moments to discuss i mean just they're they built a life together that's it's all true. i can say they built a life together and there's a lot of stuff to go through but the one of the scenes that you picked was the first time that they meet in Ugh. the bar bathroom so do you want to kind of set up kind of where this is in time, what, what, what this clip is while I pull it up. Oh man. Um, well, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price price line i'm a little hazy on some of the details prior to this scene however uh i will say that like arizona and callie did not meet at the hospital but they had like seen each other from afar yeah specifically arizona and callie is at the bar and she's upset I think about Mark and she's like bitching to him about something. And then, well, she's bitching about him to her friend. And then she goes in the bathroom and then. And then this happens. And then this happens. Hey. Hey. Ortho, right? Yeah, right. Hi. I'm Arizona, Robbins, Pete's surgery. 
I've seen you at the hospital. Are you okay? You know, I'm fine. Fine. I've, people talk. Where we work, they talk. A lot. So, for the sake of being honest, I, I think I should tell you that I know things about you. Because people talk. Oh. You mean... Terrific. It is, actually. <laughs> the talk. People really like you over there. They, they respect you and they're concerned and interested. They really like you. Some of them really like you. <laughs> you just, you look upset. And I, and I thought that you should know that the talk is good. And when you're not upset, when you're over being upset, there will be people lining up for you. You want to give me some names? <laughs> yeah! Woo! <laughs> I love it. Conditions can change without warning. I think you'll know. What a good first moment. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Ugh, what a good first moment between two it. characters. Yeah, instant classic. I mean, okay. She just like meets her and then immediately is like, you're worthy of love. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and then how do you not just like love me? I know. <laughs> and she's got those dimples and she's oh so my God. cute. Yeah, she's pretty hot. Yeah, she's. <laughs> Although Callie with those bangs. Ugh. Yeah, that's, that's actually I was thinking. I think that might be maybe my favorite. She has a lot of side sweep bangs uh -huh. throughout the series with various like levels of curl or length of her hair, but mm -hmm. the blunt wispy bangs, mm -hmm. a good look. Yeah. Okay, here's a little Classic. bit of trivia mm -hmm. about Sara Ramirez that I read. I guess ABC executives saw her in Spam a lot, which she won a Tony for, I Yes, believe. I think so. And they called her in and they were like, we will put you on any show on ABC, name the show that you want. And she was like, I want to be on Grey's Anatomy. And they were like, done. <laughs> and they were like, we need a love interest for George. And that's how she got cast in it. Ah. So it was like, that's why I kind of think that like, she's not the best fit for George at first because she just like, was like, I love Grey's Anatomy. I want to be on that show, which is just <laughs> actually a dream. Can you imagine someone being like, name any show on a network that you want to be right. on? Right. And Grey's Anatomy is on that network. Yeah, uh, that's great. It's good for her. I, mean. I know. I I love it. And then she gets to like make out with Jessica Capshaw just a yeah. few short years later. Just a couple years. And Jessica Capshaw gets to make out with Sarah Ramirez. I mean, it's a win-win. And that both. other actress too, in between, who's who's that other blonde girl that? Oh, Brooke Smith. Oh yeah, who I absolutely stand. She's in everything. She was oh my on Weeds. She's like been in so many shows. I, I'm such a big fan of Brooke Smith it's stupid mm -hmm. and recently I saw her in like a very early episode of like Law and Order uh. and I like I was like ah it's Brooke Smith I was like god Derek Hahn <laughs> it's Brooke Smith it's the daughter of the senator in <laughs> Silence of the Lambs etc yes. the best friend in her, in her shoes etc uh. and I like 
freaked out and I put it in a freeze frame and I tweeted about it and I was like, imagine, like there is a God. Like yeah. I ter- I sat on my remote, my TV turned on, it was on Law and Order and Brooke Smith was just on my screen and I posted it and then everyone was like, she's kind of in the background <laughs> and they were like, the person in the foreground is also like a bigger star who's a guest guest actor and I was like, oh yeah, I mean my eye just goes to Brooke We're just Smith. here for Brooke yeah, Smith. We're here for Brooke. Who, I don't care that We're not is. here for Michael Emerson who was in the <laughs> foreground. Um, it's, fine anyway i love this first moment for them yes. and then the other the other kind of first moment that we have is then like two episodes later mm-hmm. callie like gets up the nerve to like ask her out oh yeah and then this happens which is so good i love it hey I haven't seen you around. Yeah, well, I've been avoiding you. (laughs) I know, it's it's so weird. You uh, share a kiss with a woman you've never seen before. Honestly, this is a new adventure, one I'm so ready to take for the second time. Anyway, um, do you want to go on a date with me? Wait, uh, Erica and you, she was your first? Yeah. Oh. Okay, so then I guess my answer is... No. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. What? Uh, um, you kissed me <laughs> out of nowhere in a bathroom. Okay, see, this is what I try to avoid. You're all exploring and experimenting and yay! This is a really exciting time for you. But I work in peds. I spend my entire day around newborns, so I, I try not to in my personal life. Thanks for asking, though. I'm super flattered. Super. <laughs> I love that so much. It's so good. There's so many good things about that scene. I know. Oh, all all of her facial her facial expression <laughs> when she hears when she realizes that like she's only other dated only ever dated one other woman. Like Jessica Capshaw makes this face like, oh oh no. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Hmm. First off, though. I, I'm glad that she said it in that scene because one of my things, I love that she calls her Calliope. I know, me too. It, it just warms my heart. I really like when anyone calls someone by like their full name. It I just, know. Oh, it's so adorable. Yeah. And then, yeah, that scene is so funny. Just, <laughs> I, yeah. I also just, it's such a, it's also such a good, like awkward Callie. Like, yeah. Callie is so confident typically. And when you see her like off her game a little, it's very, it's very endearing. I feel like the only time she's not confident and she gets nervous is like around Arizona. Yeah. Like there are other moments too, where she's like trying to ask her like a big relationship thing. And she's like, uh, 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 you know, um, cause you could like do this and like, I don't know, date me. Yeah, well, that'd be cool. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I know. It's crazy that that's just like the first two scenes with them and that they're so yeah. good. Okay. Next one is a scene that I chose. Kind of fast forward. Uh-huh. They're in a they're in a serious relationship, and the kids thing has like mm. come up in a big way. Like at first, Callie's casually like, mm, "Well, like, one day we'll have kids," and Arizona's like, "Oh mm-hmm. no, no, I would never want kids. All I do is work around sick babies. Like I never want kids." And then Callie's like, it's okay, it's okay, I can deal with this. And then she's like, mm, "Actually, I can't." And it's a huge conflict, big mm-hmm. fights. But also, like, they're just at a total stalemate because she's like, I can't live unless I'm a mother. And and Arizona's like, I can't do this. And there's, like, this really good scene where Kelly's like, close your eyes. Like, imagine, like, 
there's a big baby and he's like putting his chubby arms around you and you can smell the baby. Like, doesn't that make you feel something? And Arizona's was like, no, you know what makes me excited? Going to Spain, like <laughs> seeing you in a bathing suit. Like that's what gets me excited. Yeah. So it, right around there, Callie is like venting to Mark about it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just don't understand what's like what her deal is. Like, why would she possibly not want to have kids? Like she grew up with like these great parents and stuff like that. And then she realizes as she's talking that her brother has died. And she's like, oh, she doesn't want to have kids. Like, I'm so stupid. Yeah. She's like, of course she doesn't want to have kids because she lost her brother. Yeah. And the way that the show is like organized, you're like, we cracked it. Yeah. We did it. It's been half a season. We did it. Congrats. And then she goes and she talks to Arizona and there's this really good scene, which is this. I got it. You watch parents go through horrible, unimaginable pain every day. And you went through horrible, unimaginable pain when you lost your brother and your parents never got over it. But if we had a baby, our baby's not gonna be one of those kids in your NICU. Our baby won't be your brother. I mean, knock on wood, but... Do you know how happy our baby would be? I'm gonna say this once, and then I'm not gonna say it again. I'm not broken. I'm not some psychodrama. My lack of interest in having a child is not some pathology that you can pat yourself on the back for having diagnosed. I like my life. I like it the way that it is. I don't want it to change. I thought I liked it with you in it. I hope I'm not wrong. Oh my God. Arizona laying it down. Yeah. She's like... I it's, love it. It's great. And also just like the way that Callie does it where she's like, I figured you out. Yeah. She's so proud of herself so proud when of she herself. walks she's in there. Like, oh, I got it. You're broken. Uh-huh. Like you've gone through a trauma and we can fix this. And also like Jessica Capshaw's reaction. She's just like, oh, no. Oh, Jesus. Like she's like, now I have to have this conversation. I know. <laughs> And honestly, Callie's wrong about a lot of what she said there because that baby. <laughs> yeah, that baby has a lot of That issues. baby was going to be in a NICU. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow, I kind of forgot about that as I was watching it. Of like, wow, you're making some promises. You cannot keep. You cannot keep. <laughs> um, oh. Okay. What else? What else do I have? Um, oh, I also chose this scene. Okay. Mm-hmm when they're going to Africa and they break up in the airport. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. I had not watched this in a while. So for those of you guys who can't remember, Arizona, the baby thing has like been put to rest mm-hmm. because it's like, I'd rather be with you than not be with you, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. They, Arizona gets this grant. She's going to Africa to work with babies in Africa. <laughs> the, as, the continent of Africa. As one does. Yeah. <laughs> there is a specific country 
that she's going to. And I literally cannot remember what it is, but it's fine. Wherever it is, there are babies and she's going to help them. Mm -hmm. And Callie's going with her. But Callie is like bitching and moaning about it constantly Mm -hmm. because she doesn't want to have to move to Africa because all of her friends are in the United States, Mm -hmm. North America, a completely different continent. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And a a far one at that tough. So this is them like Callie like is like kind of proud of herself because she has now accepted that she's Mm -hmm. going with Arizona and they're at the airport and they break up, which is horrible. It's very hard to watch. It's a very good scene. I also should say this episode, season seven, episode seven, I ended up watching a ton of because it is also the episode where Owen has them do this like trauma thing out in the courtyard like out in like the yeah they're like ambulance time bay. trials or something like yeah that. and it's uh, and i really enjoy that so <laughs> anyway that's sort of my it's not a great sell for this episode Action but it packed. actually is amazing um okay thirty six ten is the time code hey you know sure there's not a lot to go over there but uh that just means less to distract us from the medicine. It'll just be us focusing on the medicine, which is great. What? Oh my God, did you forget your passport? I won the Carter Madison grant. I won the Carter Madison grant. Do you know how rare that is? Do you know how special that is? This is the biggest opportunity of my professional career. I I get to go to Malawi with almost unlimited funds and help children, help tiny humans who might otherwise never see a pediatric surgeon. I get to change lives. That's the dream. I am living the dream and I am over the moon about it. Or I I I would be, but you are ruining it for me. First with your whining and now with your fake smiley pats of aggressive enthusiasm, you are ruining Africa for me. I'm not. You are. Okay. Fine, I don't want to go to Africa, okay? But I do want to be with you, okay? So I'm really trying here. We're going to miss our plane. Let's go. Oh, my God. Okay, you want to fight? The flight's 18 hours. We can fight on the plane. You are ruining this for me. And I don't want to do this. What, 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 so what does that mean? What, you suddenly don't want to go? Or I don't want to go to Africa with you. No. Okay. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're sorry. You're sorry. It's three years. I'm gonna miss my plane. on that plane. If you go without me, we are done. Do you hear me? We are over. We are standing in the middle of an airport screaming at each other. We're already over. 
Oh man, it's really hard. And then I think she like shows up at. I. Uh, oh, it's so. It's so bad. great. I think it's honestly okay, barring like the extraordinary circumstance of like a doctor going to Malawi. Yeah. That shit, I, I really think the reason I love their relationship so much is it's like so real. Yes. Like that sort of thing. Like you can't change your life for like you can't make a compromise in your life for me. Like something as big as moving to Africa. You yeah. know, like if you don't want to go, you're just gonna resent that person. Totally. You know? Oh, it's yeah. so good. I <laughs> also think that something that Grace does so well is they they really get you to like shift alliances mm. in the middle of a conversation. Like in the beginning of that conversation, I think you like feel really proud of Callie for mm-hmm. like, like, cause she's already earlier in this episode, she's like had this heart to heart with Mark. And it's like, she's the woman you love, you follow her. And she like has this like acceptance mm-hmm. of, I mean, at least on a surface level of like, this is what it's going to happen. And you go into that conversation just being like, well, this is good. Yeah. Like this is really good for them and like I'm proud of Callie. And right. then but then by the end of it you're like no, Arizona's right. Yeah, she's right cuz you right. can I I feel like Callie doesn't even know that she's kind of putting on like yes. a fake happy face. Which is she's why like it's so realistic. Yeah. She's like totally blindsided. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and again, I got to say, Arizona is just like a woman who knows what she wants. Yes. She knows what she stands for. She knows what she deserves. And like she she's like, no, being she's like being the adult kind of it's like you can't do this. I know. <laughs> I I'm worried that my love for Arizona has kind of skewed clip selection a little bit in mm. order to kind of I, these are some clips that paint Arizona heroically. However, we do. We're getting there. We, we're getting there. We're yeah. getting to kind of some some genuine uh, bad Arizona clips. So I think for the beginning, like first few seasons of their relationship, it, everything was leaning more toward like Arizona is the adult here. Yes. Arizona is the one who has her shit together. Like totally. Um, okay, so you selected this clip. This is this is before the car crash. Oh God! Oh. <laughs> It's so traumatic. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it's traumatic for like so many reasons because first of all, this is the last moment that we existed on this earth without having heard some of these people sing. (laughs) (laughs) This is the right before the musical episode. But then it's also traumatic for other reasons. Uh, Both episodes are traumatic for their own distinct way. So like they had just reconcile their relationship after Arizona gets back from Africa and is like, everything's cool and fine. And Kelly's like, actually stay the fuck away from me. Uh, but then they reconcile, and then Callie is like, "Let's go to a B and B upstate." Yeah, you're pregnant, or I'm pregnant. Yeah. Let's let's do this. Yeah, yeah. And so they do, mm-hmm. or they try. Mm. Okay, I don't want to watch this, but we have to because we made ourselves do this. Okay, I, I may have to look away when I know like the impact is going to happen. I know. Okay, here we go. <laughs> We've been gone all in 10 minutes. What could Mark possibly want? <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is this is bad. He found out Lexi's with Avery. He's freaking. What's this? Uh, oh, what the hell? What? This is, this, is, this is time for us. It's just for us. And the first thing that you want to do is talk to Mark. So. You just said it was okay. Okay, all right. You know what? Screw it. No. What are you doing? I'm going to talk to him. Don't you dare call him. I... <sighs> <sighs> This is jealousy, Arizona. You were jealous of Mark. Get over it. Well, do, do you blame me? 
I mean, he gets most of you. The straight you, the, the Catholic you, the girl who loves baby showers. I just get, you know, the gay you, which is really only about 20 oh. minutes a night. Not even, since you just feel too fat to even let me touch you lately. Look, I am doing my best here to make sure that you are happy and that Mark's happy and that the, the tiny person growing inside me is happy. I don't know what else I can do, to be honest. Please tell me, because I'll do it. Whatever will make you happy, I will do it. Still, you need to book the system every once in a while. Bet big. Marry me. <laughs> what? I mean it. I love you more than anything. And I want more. I want commitments. I want rings. Eyes on the road, Arizona. I know. So, put your seatbelt back on, Callie. Marry me. And when you get the results you want, there's no better feeling in the world. But when you don't. Oh. No! Oh. It's like <sighs> title screen, end of episode. <sighs> Awful. And Arizona is 100% in the wrong in that scene up until uh -huh. the marriage proposal. But also after, because she isn't looking at the road and she gets some in a car accident. Mm -hmm. So that is everything about it. First of all, the straight you and the gay you when someone is bi, like, bitch, oh, God grow damn up. it. I know. <laughs> but also, like, she's pregnant. She's Leave pregnant. She took you back after she you dumped her to go to Africa. Yeah, like, <laughs> take, tell her to put her seatbelt back on and yeah. then propose to her when you get to your destination. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? Yes. And clearly the answer is or yes. Pull over. Pull over. Pull over. Fight on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it is so because there's so much tension I don't know I'm a person who notices that kind of thing too and like I get very paranoid about driving scenes yeah so whenever I like even when it's like sometimes if the camera is in a certain place that is odd like normally driving scenes are not framed this way I'm like, You're like they're, they're about to get t-boned yeah yep. yeah so as soon as she takes her seatbelt off, I'm just like, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like three minutes and then it happens. It's ugh. Uh. Yeah, not a great time. Not a great time. Speaking of not a great time. Uh, is this okay. a musical episode? Now? No, I, I did gloss over the musical episode just simply because. It's embarrassing. It, we just, it's it's an episode in itself. We could not yeah. possibly. How could we? How could we tackle it? But no. Um, past the plane crash, past all of that. Ah. Uh, this is a scene that you selected. The Arizona cheating, which yes. is very surprising when it happens. Mm -hmm. And then in the fight afterwards, you're like, I understand sense. why this happened. Yeah. And you found this incredible YouTube clip that cuts together both yeah. the moments where she finds out exactly. And then the fight after. So we're going to watch that. OK. Shout out to. Oh, my gosh. There's <laughs> there's like a Jessica Capshaw. Um, I was looking at two clips and I, I thought I sent you the regular seed, but I was like, cause this is too confusing. <laughs> so no, I'm glad I accidentally sent you the link no, for that one. <laughs> not confusing at all. It was perfect. But I'm just so you, you all listeners know, you know, you'll, you'll notice when the scene changes, but mm. oh my gosh. Oh, I, I watched this earlier and I was like, I can't wait to watch this again. <laughs> this is a uh, season nine, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. My baby's doing great. I extubated her. She's on a nasal cannula. We gonna talk? I made a mistake. I I can't 
hell and I'm with this right now. I'm not gonna leave things like this, though. I like you a lot. So if you change your mind, then... You will not believe the night I've had so far. Hey, Callie. Hey. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Hey, is that, is that Arizona's ring? Pinned to your scrub top? Oh, uh, uh. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it must be. Um, we had a pyloxenosis baby project I vomited all over the place. I got soaked. Arizona was nice enough to lend me some scrubs. Thank you, by the way. You're a lifesaver. I thought I thought we were past the hard stuff. I thought I thought we were finally good. We were. We we are. We're married. I know. We, God, we have a child. I know. How could you do this? I don't know. After all, all that's happened this year, everything we've been through, everything we survived—the bankruptcy, Mark, the plane. No, you weren't on the plane, Callie. You weren't in the woods, and you did not hear Meredith crying for Lexi and Mark moaning in pain or hearing me scream in pain. You weren't there, and you keep acting like you were, but you weren't, and it wasn't your experience. I lost Mark. You almost died. You I lost Mark. You almost died. You weren't on that freaking plane! You wanted the street cred, the badge of honor, the warrior wounds, the great stick out your leg, and I will go grab a boat so I let's even the score. Oh! <laughs> it always comes back to the leg. I trusted you more than anything. More than anyone in my life. And you decided to cut it To save your life! You didn't lose anything! I did! I did! There's an end to every storm. Apparently I lost you. Once all the trees have been uprooted. Once all the houses have been ripped apart. Meredith with the clutch VO every I time. Know. Every <laughs> time. God, that scene is hard to watch. It's hard. They're both right is the thing. I know. And I've talked about this before, but something that I think that Grace does really well is they don't people don't get over things that happen to them mm -hmm. in one single arc. Things come back later, like real yeah. life. And it's like this is, I think, season finale for season nine. Mm -hmm. It's end of season eight. So this is one full season, one whole year of, of arcs of kind of like yeah. them patching their relationship together that after the amputation. And it's like, yeah, well, of course, like that resentment is going to come She's to a head. She's never going to forgive her for yeah. that. But also... Cat, like Callie had no choice you know it's just right. it's a it's a lose-lose situation Arizona put way too much pressure on her to be like don't do it it's like yes. you're not gonna let you die <laughs> yeah and it's really it sucks that like there are some things that relationships can't survive mm -hmm. and like that at the core of it is like what ended up kind of like poisoning the yeah like you know the roots of everything that like it just eventually crept through and like the rot was not right like they couldn't like they're everything kind of like stemmed from that yeah issue because i yeah, as much as the kids thing was a problem yeah or like the career 
issues. Like mm-hmm. it was this that kind of laid the groundwork for their marriage falling apart. Yeah. I think that like a lot of, I'm just thinking of this now, actually, like if I think about their relationship, a lot of it is like give and take. Like, yeah, uh, she like one person makes a compromise on one issue and then the other person make a compromise on the other, other issue. But like there is nothing that Callie can do yeah. to equal out like Arizona, like her taking Arizona's leg. Right. Which is uh, they, she says in that scene, basically. And they get and they get divorced and they uh, like they're separated. They date other people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But the next scene was one that I chose where like, what's crazy is season eight finale is the plane, plane crash. crash. Yeah. We know about like the amputation stuff like that beginning of season nine, mm-hmm. all that bubbles at the end of season 11, Arizona finds out for the very first time that Callie actually wasn't the one who made the cut, that it was yeah. Karev who amputated leg, which I do have to say coming out to, you know, just chatting with some of my fans. I said in previous <laughs> episodes that Ka- that she was, that Callie cut off her leg. Right. And people have really taken me at my word and, and corrected me saying that <laughs> it, she didn't do it, that Karev did it. But for all intents and Power purposes, returning, right? yeah, it was Callie's call. Uh-huh. Callie, it, it was Callie who got the blame. It was, it was yeah. her who, it was their relationship that, that suffered. Mm-hmm. And so I actually think that I'm still right. No, I, agree. I guess that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like, I accept the note, but I'm right. Yeah. In I any agree. case, uh, <laughs> Karev eventually tells Arizona. I mean, they're very close. Like mm-hmm. that was me. I was the one who made the cut. Like I didn't make the call, but I made the cut and they're not even together anymore. And Arizona comes and talks to Callie about it. And I pulled this scene because I think that like, this is going to be a revelation for me because if this is in season 11, yes, I probably haven't seen it. <laughs> yes. Okay. This is season 11. Um, okay. When Christina goes, I go. Yeah. And who could blame? Honestly. Who could blame? It felt like a good exit strategy. Yeah. For a, it's a, a show cl- that may never end. <laughs> it's a clean cut. It's a clean cut. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, since you haven't seen it, I actually, I'll go and I'll show you the part where Karev tells her and then I'll show you the part where, okay. where, where yeah, she goes I'm and down talks for to that. Callie. Um, I do love Karev. I love Karev too. I felt so bad when she was so mean to him, when Arizona was so mean to him after the plane crash. Oh my gosh. I know. Maybe she that's was why horrible he took her off. <laughs> I know. Alex, hey. I'm sorry that I stopped at you. I know that you were trying to make me feel better. It's making me feel better. It's just, I wanted you to be okay, all right? I'm sick of feeling bad. Why? Why would you feel bad? Do you know it was me who cut off your leg? Callie was stuck in surgery and your circulation collapsed from sepsis and she decided you had to lose it. But I made the cut. I'm the one who did it. I just, I don't know if you knew that or wanted to, but it's true. Are you pissed? I mean, you can be pissed, I'd get it. Thanks. For telling me. So then she goes and finds Callie. I, feel, I sense immediate regret here from Arizona. Well, it's just like evaluating everything yeah, that's like, happened. I've been living them. a lie. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Why didn't you tell me uh, yes, mm-hmm. about Alex and my leg? Freaking Karev. Don't be mad at him. He's an idiot. I was trying to protect him, but. Why did he have to all this time? You let me hold it against you. I, why? 
I made the call. I mean, no matter what, it was still me making the call to take your leg. And I knew that you were going to hate me. I didn't want you to hate Alex, too. I wanted you to have somebody. Thank you. Uh, like just hug, kiss, yeah. do something. <laughs> I know. How does it feel uh, to see that? Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. At the end of season eleven. Well, okay, and I should say the plot in this episode is that there's a plane crash. No one. <laughs> How it, many planes? <laughs> yeah, just one plane crash, but it, it stirs up a lot of old. Uh huh. This seems familiar to me. Maybe this is one that I caught too. Yeah, but um, <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, you know. It's just like Callie looking out for her. It's I like, know. I knew you were going to hate me, but I'd rather you be alive. Yes. <laughs> so, and I'd rather you have someone. Yeah. Who you yeah. Could, like, I didn't want you to, to take away everyone in your support system. Oh, God. She loves her so much. I know. But then Mm-mm. the custody battle. So how oh, much do you Jesus. know about this? Uh, I know that it got ugly. It gets really yeah, ugly. And I... I watched a few like clips on YouTube yesterday as I was preparing to come in here, but I just know like it gets ugly and then eventually like I think Callie ends up leaving and then Arizona gets the kid, but yeah. then she Arizona later sends the kid uh, over. Yes. Yeah. It's it's rough. Like Callie is dating Penny, mm-hmm. who is the doctor who like is responsible for Derek's death. Oof. If you can believe it. And so we like her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we love her. Weirdly, she like becomes like part of the fam, which I hated. How? Like, that would never happen. It would never happen. But it does happen because in Shawnaland, anything is possible. <laughs> and so Callie's like, we're moving to New York. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to take our kid with, you know, we need to figure something out because I'm leaving and I want to have my daughter with me. And Arizona's like, What? feels very betrayed, feels upset. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Callie is like really overstepping mm-hmm. and eventually goes in and talks to Arizona. And she's like, I don't want you to feel like I'm taking your kid away. Like we will figure this out. I'm not doing anything without you. Like, don't worry about it. And Arizona's like, really? Because a private school from New York called me today, like the, saying that you had submitted this application for the kid. Kelly's like, well, that's, I just, they're like waiting lists for like I had if she is going to be in New York like she needs to have a school mm-hmm. and there's like Arizona's like too soon don't talk to me about this yeah talk to my lawyer about oh, this man. and Callie's like you hired a lawyer and she's really upset and Arizona's like you started this and from there it just gets really ugly and they have a custody hearing and like seeing who's on whose side like it's crazy Meredith testifies for Callie and like Bailey oh. testifies, pen- it's awful. And there's a moment where like Arizona is testifying and she, it, it's like Callie's lawyer is really nasty. Yeah. And it's like, so isn't it true that like, you know, you left and the, and 
Callie got pregnant and then you just came and you happened to get back together with Callie. And she's like, no. And she's like, but the kid's name is, you know, Sloan Torres. Like your name isn't on the kid. She's like, but I legally adopted her. Like right. this is really insulting. Yeah. And it's really, really hurtful and vicious. And there's this cliffhanger <sighs> wow. where they're like, we like in the, in the courtroom, mm-hmm. they're like, we award full custody to, and then it cuts to, this scene where Meredith is taking Sophia to the door to presumably wh- whoever, whoever the door opens up to reveal is going to be the one who got custody. Uh-huh. And it's Arizona. Uh, that kind and, of blows my mind. And uh, yeah, because Callie is her biological mother. So that's like it insane. Is. But one of the things that you kind of see through the custody battle, mm-hmm. two things. First of all, it's that like Sophia has a network of friends that there's a mom network that like her roots are in Seattle and that it would be taking her away from like all this stuff, bringing her to New York, but also like the references made in in the VO here of like, you know, the cut the baby in half thing where it's like Arizona has a moment in her testimony where she's like, no matter what happens, I know that my child will be happy and healthy Mm -hmm. and be well loved. And that is what's most important to me. And she says this before she has to go to the hospital, like leave the hearing early. She's like, but this baby who I'm going to help, that is not true. I have to go help this baby. I'm really sorry. It's a very dramatic moment. And it really feels like Arizona is like forfeiting custody by saying like, I, this process is horrible. I don't want to be a part of it. Right. Um, I know that my child has two mothers who love him and I, or her, and I just have to go. Yeah. So anyway, this is, this is the moment where custody, where you learn that custody is awarded to Arizona and is it pleasant? No, no, but it's, it's, it's kind of amazing. If you're wondering how the Solomon story ends, did you get all your things from upstairs, Sophia, your books and everything? Spoiler alert, the true mom would rather give her baby up than have it ripped in two. Hi, sweetie. But what happens when there are two true mothers? (laughs) How the hell did this happen? That's a no win situation. And for that, we have each other. Mommy, can we go home now? Yeah, we sure can. Let's go home. That is an entirely different story. (sighs) I will say, though, I mean, listen, I have no stake in the game for this red-headed Penny character, but... Go away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. When Callie swats her hand away, it's like, yeah, bitch, this is kind of your fault too, somehow. Honestly, though. Because you wanted to also go to New York together. Yes, yes. That's you. Not Callie, who like 
decided that she just would go to New York and yeah. like take the kid. Honestly, like Callie, stay in Seattle, figure out a different way to live in Seattle. I know. Like, it's like you put the, this in a situation yeah. where someone had to get full custody of your child. Yes. Like it's it's a very it's a very sad moment. Yeah. But there is a part where you're just like, what do you mean? How did this happen? Like this happened because you made this happen. Right. Like, what did you expect Arizona to not fight for her kid? Right. And they're, okay, question, catch me up. Are they, is Callie going, like, because she's got this amazing, like, job or something? Or is she just going and she's like, I'll get a job when I get there? No, I think she has a job. I, I can't actually remember the specific but details. But it's not, like, a situation, like, when they were getting on the plane where she's, like, where Arizona's, like, I have this incredible, like, position or whatever, you know? I think it is an incredible position. Oh, okay. I think it's, like, so... Because that I would like sympathize a little bit with because she's like, if it's like a huge career thing. But if she's just like, I want to live in New York with my, my new lover. I'm like, no, you're a mom. You well, stay. I think that she does like they do want they are going together, mm -hmm. which is also weird because it's just like Penny. What do you what do you mean, Penny? Like mm -hmm. she's that great that you're like, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, well, that's who. That's who I got to like move to uh, New York to follow. But let me find real quick because she. It like Penny wins a grant. And oh, so it's Penny's thing. Yes. So Penny wins a grant and Kelly decides to move with her. Mm -mm. And she tells and she's like, I would like to take Sophia. She informs Arizona and Kelly and Arizona's like, you did not discuss this idea of taking our daughter. Mm -hmm. And so Arizona files a lawsuit for custody. Yeah. And so it's Penny's job, not Callie getting a job. Pen uh, Callie's just going with Penny to this new job. Yes. And I think that like there's a job like waiting for her. Right. But yes, it is like to follow Penny. And then Callie thinks that Meredith will be on Arizona's side because of the plane crash. But Meredith and Owen both testify for Callie. And... They try to negotiate like ahead of time, but it like ends up going to court and Callie loses the lawsuit. And then Arizona, after seeing how sad Callie is, ends up like letting Callie having her for like alternate years or something. It's oh, that's going to fuck the kid up. Yeah, more. it's going to fuck up the kid <laughs> majorly. But um, in the end, Arizona ends up like kind of like. Arizona, I think it's canon right now, is with Callie. Like, she goes to New York to follow her because yeah. Callie breaks up with Penny. They start, like, texting again, like, seasons later. And, and Callie's Good. like, and Arizona's like, I don't know. I just, like, feel the way I used to feel, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, like. And away she goes. I think Callie and Arizona are, as the youth say, end game. Yes. Uh, I really do. Like, also, real quick, this situation, to me, of Callie following Penny to New York is just the airplane it's just yes. africa again she's just following someone s somewhere she yeah. just like follows people around it's like make live your own life <laughs> live your own life yeah i <sighs> i do think that they're end game i do love them together even when things got kind of like rotten yeah. at the end it was like but you do love each other i know, I you know. Take it down. why it's is like, penny here it's like that epic epic love story i, I know. know i was just re-watching veronica mars and like uh, one of the themes of Veronica Mars is like this the, a similar like couple that's just like on and off for like the entire series and they describe like their their relationship like the guy just is like you know it's the kind of love that like spans years and continents and bloodshed and people die <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that is it. Oh my gosh. Oh, I feel like even though we hit some of the greatest moments there's of Calzona, so much. there's still so much more. But regardless, mm-hmm. uh we'll wrap things up with a shondalog, okay. which for the uninitiated is a monologue, a la Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, etc., where often there is some sort of a thesis that is repeated. I will pull up some type of very acoustic sounding song <laughs> to talk over. We will each do one. Um, would you like to go first or would you like to go second? Um, can I go second? Yeah. <laughs> I ask every time and everyone always wants to go second, but you know what? I still will continue to ask because I think that's the polite thing to do. Yeah. Um, okay. Now comes the least fun part of this that I like to cut Finding out of it where I am finding <laughs> the song and see what happens. Um, okay. Let's see what this is like. Wow. I wonder what I'm going to talk about. Where are you now? Oh, this works. Perfect. When darkness is to end. So I'm leaving. Where and I know that's not the answer that you wanted. But you will want it later. I'm leaving because there's a whole big wide world out there that I haven't seen. And I know that you aren't ready to see it yet. And I could wait and I could see when you're going to be ready or I could just leave. And you'll know where I'm going to be and you'll know where to find me. I'm leaving because... I can't think of any reasons not to anymore. And as much as I do want to stay, and I know that you want me to stay too, it's only because you don't know what it's like to be left yet. And it's going to be okay. I know that because I've been left a lot. So I'm leaving. And you can call anytime you want. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It it. ended with an offer to call, which is like not not my favorite. (laughs) Not my favorite ending I've ever had, but it's like, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Just like give me a ring, I guess. (laughs) Is that satisfying for you? Um, uh, Woo. Uh, Okay. Let's see. Let's see what, what I can find here for you. Yeah, this works. Okay. You say that you want me, (laughs) but you don't, you don't want me. You want the me that isn't me. You want the me that you think is me. And I can't be that. That's just, that's not me. I can't be that. You need to figure out what you want and and I need to figure out what I want. And and we're we're not going to be apart because we have to be together. We're always going to be together because we're in the same place. I'm going to come here every day of the week and I'm going to see you from across the hall. And that's never going to change. And I'm going to see you but I'm not going to look at you. I'll, I'll, I'll see you, but I won't look at you, and I won't look for you, even though you're right there. And someday, I'm gonna see you, and you won't be there at all. 
and and that's when that's when it'll be over but not today even though Losing it. <laughs> oh no! It was perfect. It was perfect. It had the perfect shondalog logic of like <laughs> just like repeating of the same like thing. repeating the same thing and just being like, "There's a me and there's another me and there's you and this other you and a place that we share but we don't really share it." And that is that is how all of them are. Yeah, it was actually flawless. Thank you so much. And I think this. What you know? What you really needed to stick the landing was just mm -hmm. a Meredith voiceover coming in yeah. to give you kind of a break, and then you would have like ended it with one. You know what like, it is? One hard line because it's such circular logic that it just can't. Like it doesn't have to. End. That's why I was no, like, I could end. have ended it, but then I was like, I can keep going, and then I yes. was like, it's insane that I'm still going. No, there could be an entire Grey's Anatomy episode that was just like going back and forth. It's just just like circling back itself. and back and forth. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for coming Thank here. Thank you for having talking me. Talking about Grey's, talking oh. about Cali in Arizona. Um, where can people find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ange Pal A N G P A L. Great, and that's good enough for me. Oh, it's good enough for her, folks. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. If you like this podcast, and I hope that you do, you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and a nice review as well. I would enjoy that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.